Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yo! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show with electricity. Knock on wood. <laughs> For now. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all of the places, or those to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making a sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Miss 305, Ashley Pickle. Howdy, friends. What's up? You're looking very plaid. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of chilly outside today, so I figured it's oh, flannel season. But did you catch the fraudum we had on Saturday? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I was out classic, at a football game. Classic fraudum. It was. It was like gorgeous on Friday. It's like cooling mm-hmm. off, and then Saturday it's like bang. And then we won. go to like a four and a half hour TCU versus Oklahoma State game, and it's like ninety six. I was very sunburnt. <laughs> today is monday october 17th 2022 38 days until thanksgiving pickle you can wish the happy birthday to somebody who's turning 64 or somebody who's turning 50 oh let's do 50 happy, happy birthday decade. half decade happy birthday to eminem oh nice see that was a good pick we live in a world where eminem is 50 yeah that's wild yeah wow anyway you could have wished happy birthday to alan jackson but oh, i guess man. that's just not gonna happen way down yonder than chattahoochee my granny loves alan jackson everybody loves alan jackson this is true episode 1479 on today's show folks big show we got monday morning fallout we're gonna react to the football weekend then we're gonna be joined by the head coach of the seven and oh for the first time in program history wiley east raiders coach marcus gold will join us then back half of the show we're gonna unveil the dave campbell's texas football associated press texas high school football rankings some major shakeups after this week so we'll get into all that coming up here at the back half of the program do we have first four through the door we sure do it was jmac paul roberts aaron arbuckle and nick morton welcome in fellas howdy friends thank you for spending a little bit of your monday with us without further ado <coughs> you stretch stretch i'm getting old pickle well i could have told you that pickle <laughs> hit the air raid sign it's time for monday morning fall monday morning fallout when we overreact to the football weekend, a lot to overreact to this week. A lot to. We're going to start with my three big thoughts. Thought number one, you are your resume. Mm-hmm. Not your you are your resume, but you are your resume. Listen. Do you know how to do the accents? Not on a, 
on a uh, on, a, on a PC on a PC. Uh, so anyway, we're you, going resumed for you today. Are your resume. <laughs> so we're eight weeks in, folks. We're two months into the Texas high school football season. Two months. Almost every team in the state has played at least seven games. There's a few here and there that have only played six, mm-hmm. right? Things like that. But almost every team has played at least seven games. And so we are now at the point, and this is kind of the this is this is something that uh, I like to explain every year. Preseason projections and what we think of you in the preseason begin to get faded out over time, yes. right? That, like, for example, uh, if you are a team that we think is one of the very best teams in the state, and you lose in week one, we're not gonna panic too much, right? Because there is that what like it's just one game. You have mm-hmm. a small sample size. Yep. A lot of times in the non-district stuff, it might be a smaller team punching up to a larger team. Yeah, so exactly. it's like, yeah, lots, lots, of, lots of way there, right? One week, two weeks, three weeks. But as as the as the season wears on, the preseason projections fade out and the on-field performances fade in. Mm-hmm. And so if you've ever wondered, like, why isn't this team ranked or why did, you know, the, wh- wh- why is this team still ranked and things like that, a lot of it is that we're still factoring in our preseason projections. A lot of it is that we still think, okay, we still believe that this team is is good. I would tell you, as somebody who helps out with Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press rankings, I can tell you that at this point, it's essentially all what you've done. Mm-hmm. You are what you've done at this point. There is no if if you're zero and eight, you're just an zero and eight team. If you're seven and zero, you're just a darn good team. Plain and simple. There's no accidental seven and O's. There's no accidental eight and O's. That just doesn't exist. You are what your resume says you are. Now we could talk about style points. Yeah, we can talk about whether or not you're dominant. We can talk about things like that. Like for example, when we put up our computer rankings on TexasFootball.com, a lot of that the computer really values dominance. Mm-hmm. That like they really want you to run up the score. So if you're good at beating bad teams by get large margins, the computer's going to take notice of it. If you're just going out there and taking your foot off the gas, you might get punished. In the human rankings, we try to factor that in. We mm-hmm. try to understand and have a little bit more nuance to it. But I think that at this point, every Texas high school football team is what they is what their record says they are. Like there are some teams that I think are better than their record indicates. Some teams that are worse. But there's no teams that are one and six that I think mm-hmm. actually should be eight and zero. Ev- yeah, eventually winning is winning and losing is losing. You and, can't. And I think we've reached that point. Mm-hmm. I think we've it's now reached too the point. large of a sample size. We have enough data to know who you are or have a pretty good idea. Well, also, we just look dumb if we keep going, oh, this team is one and six, but it's like, no, guys, we swear that they're good. Like, how how long at can we point, do that before people are like, dude, look at the numbers. At some point, put up or shut up. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think we've now reached the point eight weeks through the season. Thought number one. Thought number two, win your clunkers. So we're not actually going to talk about the um, the biggest college football game of the weekend, which was the one that Pickle was at. Yes. Instead, I want to talk about what I think is a really important skill for a football program. Okay. And that is to win a game when you don't play well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I heard this once on, I think I've heard this first on, on the, 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 the venerable old podcast, Podcast Ain't Played Nobody, with our friend Bill Connolly and Stephen <laughs> Godfrey. But they said, win your clunkers. Win the games where you come out and you just kind of fart around. Mm-hmm. Win those games. 
Like if that's the important. Cowboys could have pulled out the win last exactly night, right. That would Cow- have been winning I think, your culture. I think I think we could, that's a good example. The Cowboys, I think no 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 right minded Cowboy fan would say that they play particularly well. Last no, night. but they got it so close they could have won that game. They could have won that. They would have just two done things. like one two right. things different. That would have been an example of not playing well mm-hmm. and yet winning your out game. the win. Yep. I think you had a couple teams this week in college football who won their clunkers. I thought Texas won a clunker. Yes. Texas did not play particularly well against Iowa State. State. I thought that they were messy and sloppy mm-hmm. in that game. But they let them the hang end, around for far too long. <laughs> absolutely. And they got a little lucky down, down the stretch, no doubt about it. But in the end, it goes in the left-hand column. And you don't apologize for going in the left-hand ho- column because you win your clunkers. Right? I thought UTSA actually did that too. Yeah, which I didn't was think surprising. UTSA played very well no. against FIU. FIU is a bad team. I know they won by twenty, mm-hmm. but like they won the game playing simple. I didn't think SMU played particularly well against Navy. No, they did not. They had a horse poop. I on was going to say the horse didn't think so either. <laughs> Shout out Peruna. <laughs> they didn't play particularly well, but they won their clunkers. I'll tell you teams that didn't win their clunkers. Baylor played like dog it against West bad. Virginia, and they got bit. Plain and simple. They did not play well, especially defensively. On a night where everyone was watching them because they were the only game on. They did not play particularly well. That's an example of the other side where if you don't play particularly well, I thought Rice same way with FAU. That game was winnable. They did not play particularly well. And yet, that game was there for them. They could have had it a different way. That, I think, is the mark. If you want to talk about, like for example, like Texas, if you want to talk about the progress that I think Texas has made as a program, that's a game they lose in past years. Yes, absolutely. Against Iowa State. The way they played and the way Iowa State was playing, that's a game they lose 24-14 yes. a lot of weeks. But instead, they found a way. And it's, that's an important skill, I think, for, for a college football team is the ability to win your clunkers. And thought number three, best week ever. This upcoming week nine of the Texas high school football season, if we can change the lower third, this week nine of the Texas high school football season is the best week of the year. Yes. Now, there will be better weeks in the playoffs. It's the best week of the regular season is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. But this is, the, this is the week actually we've had circled since the jump because you've got some games across the state that – from from Jump Street, we knew we're going to be huge. Yes. Okay? We knew that Lito Denton Ryan was going to be a big game. Mm-hmm. We knew Allen and Geyer was going to be a big game. We knew that the matchup of state champions, Stephenville and China Spring, was going to be a big game. We knew that games like uh, the other matchup of, un- of, of, of state champions in Lorena and Franklin was going to be a big game, right? We knew those. What has made this the best week ever of the week is the ones that we didn't expect. Is the ones that we didn't think were going to be great. Lake Belton and Midlothian is suddenly a certified banger. Mm-hmm. Um, Katie Cinco Ranch and Katie is suddenly a certified banger. How about a battle of unbeatens in the Battle of the Arroyo? Harlingen and San Benito. Always a big game. Now... Because of the rivalry aspect, now match of unbeaten's certified banger. Isn't it the only? Is it the it's only? One of two. One the of other two? one is Frisco Independence and Argyle, which we'll talk about that in a moment. Mm-hmm. Weston Grandview certified banger. We didn't even mention Shiner and Refurio. Oh yeah, that one. <laughs> that one's also. Usually we say, "Oh, it's Shiner." Well, I guess not Shiner Refurio. This, but it's a district game now. 
100%. It is a enormous week of college of high school football across the state of Texas. It is the best week ever. This is the week to lock in because not only high leverage games but also just this smorgasbord of games. You go back, this is I mean this in a loving way. This is the anti week 6. Yes. Week 6 was when everyone had open dates and the schedule was just not that good. Mhm. Okay? This week a smorgasbord of spectacular high school football games. It's the best week ever. Three big thoughts. Three helmet stickers. A helmet sticker to Arlington Seguin wide receiver Cartarius Brown. Five catches, 204 yards, four touchdowns. So they tackled him once. <laughs> Seems I hope he ran weird. out of bounds. I don't. I haven't seen the film. Yeah, I hope he, he ran out of bounds. I hope he never got tackled. tackled. I hope he ran out of bounds. Cartarius Brown from Arlington Seguin. A helmet sticker for TCU wide receiver Quentin Johnston. So I have a weird question. Is Quentin Johnston the best receiver in America? He is in the conversation. I mean, he's got to be top three, maybe. He's looked at the last couple weeks. Yeah. He was the difference in their win over Oklahoma State. Oh, hands down. I mean, they... Those first couple drives, they like they didn't throw it to him. And mm-hmm. then like they were like... What if we make the whole plane out of Quentin Johnson? Yep, and then they just Oklahoma State had no answer for him at all. He was spectacular, and uh, yeah, TC rolls on six zero, and a helmet sticker to Timpson athlete Terry Bussey. It is with deep regret that I announce that he's at it again against uh, who they play West Sabine, maybe I think yes. it was. Uh, he goes six of eight for 149 yards and four touchdowns passing. He had four carries for 114 yards and two touchdowns rushing. He had six tackles and he returned an interception for a touchdown. So Terry Bussey at it again. Three teams to watch. Let's talk about Granger. This is a fun district. This is a real fun district. Granger knocks off Bremont in what, according to the rankings, is not really an, an, an upset. Um, remember, they were number nine and Bremont was number 10. This. That district, 13-2A Division Two, between Granger, Bremond, is it Crawford? No, who is it? Who's the other team in that district? Uh, I've okay. got this. Hold on. You're listening to live coverage of me looking up who that other team is. Milano's uh, undefeated. Chilton. Chilton, thank you. Not not Crawford. The other, the other C, C team. In, the other <laughs> C-2A team. team that that's undefeated. has the same logo. I'm that's, fairly yeah, positive. That's undefeated. <laughs> yeah. That's both the Pirates. Yeah. That's a good miss. I'm going to take that one. Milano's 6-0. A huge game this week. God. Yeah, that's the thing. Chilton seven and district, Rangers six and one, Milano uh-huh. six and zero, oh, and Bremont is five and two. I mean, yeah. <laughs> this is a and this is a Granger team that that was a real prove it game because like they were undefeated coming into that game. Obviously, they're six or six and one. Their one loss was to Thorndale, but like after that, they'd be like Goldthwaite. They beat Iola last week. Well, now they get into the meat of the schedule: Bremont, Chilton, and Milano in consecutive weeks, and they're one and zero oh in in those games. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye on them. Big game this week against Chilton. Another another banger. Yeah. North Texas. Uh-huh. Um What's up, CUSA West? <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I, I I wish I could explain it. Eh, I can't. So do all of us. I can't. I think a big part of it is they've just run the ball really well. Mm-hmm. Like they found like a running game and the offensive line started getting pushed. They get a big win over Louisiana Tech. Now Louisiana Tech is nothing to write home about. Right. But you know what is? Three and zero in conference. Yeah. 
You're telling me, oh, we're not relying on Austin Ani to do everything and stuff starts going well? Just, Who could have figured that out? They ran for 475 yards. They did? They ran for 10 yards a carry. I don't care if you're playing... I don't. I don't care if you're playing. You know, Coppell Middle School North. Shout out Cougars. That is. That's impressive. And finally, Frisco Emerson. So we don't usually put teams that lose in here, but Frisco Emerson suffered their first loss of the year on Thursday. They lose to Argyle, twenty-four to ten. Okay. Watch this space on Frisco Emerson. It's a first-year varsity program. Coach Kendall Miller doing a great job there. That is that is a really, you don't say good loss, right? But like for a program where they are going up against the number one team in the state to hang, to make Argyle earn it for four quarters, keep an eye on Frisco Emerson. I think they got the, the Mavericks got a little something. Yeah, that's there. another district where Argyle's 7-0, and Emerson is seven and one. Independence is seven and zero. Oh. Lake Dallas is six and one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a really deep. good district. Really good. District. And who that you want to talk about? One that we wouldn't have been talking about at the beginning of the year. That district alone. Oh, 100%. it was Argyle on the field. It that was, was it. It was Argyle, and then like wake me up when Argyle gets to the regional semifinals. Basically, yeah. But now it's a really good district. Three to see. Told you it's a big week. Shannon Furio week. Shiner Furio week. Of course, we're gonna we're gonna spill a lot of ink over this game. It's a it's a massive game. Uh, one one thing I will throw out there into the universe. Both of these coaches, I think, have a keen understanding that there is a decent chance this is one of two meetings. Mm-hmm. And so, as a result, how much do you put on tape? I was gonna say, yeah, you, something to think. You, on. I'm not saying they're not trying. I'm not trying. I'm not saying they're gonna try try not to not try to win, mm-hmm. but. I think there is a certain level of gamesmanship that goes into this mm-hmm. because these are programs that know each other well and they know that there's a fair chance that they've got a date in early December, yeah. early December, late November, one of those, um, that they will be meeting again on a neutral mm-hmm. site. So a lot of gamesmanship, I think, in this one. North Texas and UTSA is suddenly the big a, a massive game in Conference USA West, mm-hmm. and at least for the for the team in the Catbird seat. Um, of course, UTS North Texas ended or ruined UTSA's perfect season last year. Can they do something like that again? They got to go to the Alamo Dome, which is no picnic. Fascinating game there. I think our Mike Craven's gone. And finally, Stephenville and China Spring. Uh, I'm glad that this one has panned out to be as good of a matchup I'll ruin, as we were hoping. I'll ruin, I'll ruin our be. rankings reveal down the stretch, or uh, back half the show. Sure, sure hope you'll stick around for it. But uh, this is number one versus number two. It is defending state champs, duking it out. This game is awesome. That's and so tasty. And we'll have a lot to talk about. It's three to see. It's Monday morning fallout. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage, high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Well, how do you feel about teams of the week? Do you feel good about teams of the week or bad about teams of the week? I feel good because we got a lot of good teams of the week. Dave Campbell's Texas football is proud to honor one team from each classification with the Ozarka Fueled by Nature Team of the Week Award. The teams selected throughout the course of this program, program rather, have exemplified the best in Texas high school football. Your Week 8, Ozarka Fueled by Nature Teams of the Week. In 6A, Midland Legacy. What? 
On the road against undefeated arch-rival Odessa Permian, the Rebels put together their most complete performance of the year, stunning the Panthers 33-25 and winning back-to-back games against Mojo for the first time since 04 and 05. In 5A, McKinney North, Jaden Walker ran for a go-ahead two-point conversion in the fourth overtime, and the Bulldogs' defense made one final stop to outlast district rival Lufkin, 53-52. In 4A, Alvin, Iowa Colony. Did you see this? In easily the biggest win in the first-year program's history, Kamal Henry's 12-yard touchdown pass to Landrew Ward in overtime pulled the Pioneers within one, and then Henry ran for the game-winning two-point conversion to stun Navasota 35-34. What? That's wild. In 3A, Hitchcock. In a highly anticipated matchup of unbeatens, Lloyd-Jones III connected with Damian McDaniel for a go-ahead touchdown, 36-yard touchdown on 4th and 24 with just 13 seconds remaining to get the stunning 33-28 win over Columbus. In 2A, Reagan County. The Owls jumped out early on Sonora and held on for a 24-21 win, uh, upset win over the Broncos, marking their first victory over their rivals since 2003. In 1A, Aquila, the Cougars went on the road to upset Coolidge 44-42 on Friday night, staying right in the hunt for a playoff spot in District 12, 1A Division 1. And in the private school ranks, Baytown Christian, in a state-ranked matchup of unbeatens thrown together at the last minute due to forfeitures, the Bulldogs outlasted Conroe Covenant 67-64. So those are your Week 8 Ozarka Fueled by Nature Teams of the Week. Congratulations to all the schools. We salute you. For more information, visit texasfootball.com. Now a word from our friends at VCR Now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR Now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR Now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Go to the hotline and let's welcome in the head coach of the 7-0. Yeah, I said 7-0. Wiley East Pirates. We're pleased to be joined by head coach Marcus Gold. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm uh, doing really good. I appreciate you having me today. I have to imagine that being 7-0 and has something to do with you doing pretty great. Yeah, I think I think so. You know, our, it's, it's, it's hard to, uh, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, at the end of the year, I think we'll be able to look back and be be happy about what we've what we've accomplished but you know what's crazy is is the next one's always a bigger one so you kind (laughs) of you know i know that's the coaching and me talking but it's that's that's the reality is uh, the very next game is established more important so we got to kind of 
get ready for for the big one this week. So I want to I want to go back to uh, every what, what coaches always love to talk about, which is uh, uh, bad seasons. Let's go back to last year, your first year there uh, with Wiley's uh, three and seven mark, just kind of kind of scuffling. There were moments where it really looked like you guys were figuring it out, but but maybe just not c- consistent enough. What is the difference? Uh, between last year and this year that has you guys off to this uh, historic start there, Wiley East? Well, I think I think there's two – I mean, a couple of things. You, you're, you learn how to lose in that process. You learn how to win. But I think uh, when we're trying to turn a, a program around and uh, at a school that's only lost – only won one game for three straight years and you know we get off to a hot start last year we win the first two games and um there was like this overwhelming sense of like we made it oh mm-hmm. we were there we we were two and oh and we're better now and we're winning and 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 i'll be honest with you i think i got caught up with in the record and hey we're about we could go three and oh we could do this and you're you're so focused on the record of, of what was happening and what was what could happen and we lost sight of making sure we're just taking care of the little things focusing on the the daily one thing at a time and one step at a time and and how do we consistently get better no matter if we win or lose and i think that's the that's the difference in last year and this year is that we went into the season with uh we didn't do goals this year we didn't we it was it was a hey we the sky is the limit we're not gonna you know uh set ourselves up to um you know, feeling like we got to accomplish this. Let's just take it one step at a time, one game at a time, and and see what comes from that and just, just focus on us and get better. And, um, you know, our, our kids really are doing a really good job of that. I mean, they really are. You When you uh, start out the year 2-0, and then you have a really big win against Naaman for mm-hmm. them to get refocused and turn around against Saxe and get refocused and turn around against Garland, they, they really do focus on, on the next the next game and, and not so much the record. Well, and, and, and by all means, you correct me if I'm wrong, but it strikes me that the final four minutes of that game this past week, the Crosstown Showdown against Wiley, is a really good embodiment of that because, uh, you know, Wiley kind of storms back. They kick a field goal with, with four minutes left to take their first lead of the game. And maybe last year, this Wiley East team wouldn't know what to do. But instead, you guys find a way to drive down. You get a game-winning touchdown uh, with 11 seconds remaining uh, to get the win. And, and, and that, to me, is embodiment of, of the growth of the program and the growth of, of the players within that program. Yeah, we we really struggled with adversity in the past. Just a, a penalty would would this you know set us really far back, or somebody catches a pass on us. You know, a, a player would be upset for the next two series. And what was what I told the kids at halftime when the score was eleven and ten, the most exciting thing that I saw was we had a receiver wide open down the field. Mm-hmm. He drops a, a wide open touchdown that would have ran into the end zone. And when he ran back to the huddle, you see two and three guys just, you know, give them a high five, slap them on the head, let them know it's okay. We had a, a fumble that went into their end zone that we recovered that uh, you watch on film that could have been seven points and our kids weren't discouraged they weren't upset they're mad at the refs and they just played the next play and that's what it's all about you don't you can't determine you can't control what you can control and um when i knew that we were doing those things in the first half i knew down in the stretch when when times really got tough that our kids were gonna 
we're going to step up to the challenge. Talking Marcus Gold, the head coach of the Wiley East, uh, Wiley East Raiders here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation with that hashtag TF Today. Um, Last this past week, coach, of course, was a big rivalry game for you guys against Wiley High. Kind of, kind of renewing a, a rivalry that uh, uh, you know has has been dormant for a couple of years, but but stormed back with uh, with some fury this past week. Um, how much of a challenge was it to keep? Because these we know these players know each other so well. How much of a challenge was it to not keep them focused, but but keep them, uh, you know keep their eyes on on the prize so to speak with so much noise around this game well you hope you know everything you did in the off season and all the things that you're working on week in week out and and the focus it's 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 no doubt it's a difficult challenge now add on top of that we were on fall break mm. so not only were we not in school and, and we're playing our rivals there's so much chatter on the internet and, and twitter and social media uh you just try these guys not to get not to get too caught up in it and and we went into the game knowing you know Wiley was playing really good on defense they were uh, they were three and one in district and you know at the beginning of the year there was so much hype behind the rivalry it's renewed it hasn't happened for seven years and here we are playing them again that kind of changed over time for us it was that was the rivalry before but now that we were in a position that we're in now to possibly uh, have a chance of winning a district championship, be able to get in the playoffs. This, the district game was more important than the rivalry. It was, hey, this is another game. This is a district uh, opportunity to get another district win. That was more important, and that was kind of what we were trying to, you know, send a message to our kids is, hey, this is a district game. No, knowing that it, it was going to be a different, a bigger stage with, you know, 8,000 people there and, and all that. So, um, I thought the kids did well. I thought they were focused. I didn't think they, they let some of those outside things. I think it gave them more excitement than it was was uh, a distraction at all. Now, one of the guys who's been so important to this this meteoric rise, it's, it's hard not to notice what Terrell Washington Jr. brings to your to your team. Uh, just, a, just a dynamic playmaker that, that you guys move all over the field and get him the ball in a variety of different ways. Uh, what is it about this young man um, that, that, that sets, him, sets him apart, that makes him special? Well, he's he's changed as a leader just in this last year, and he, he he's not a big talker. He leads by example, and um, you know I think he struggled a, l- a little bit in the last couple of years in getting going through some of the those adverse situations when we were down or when we were up. You know, he is an unbelievable competitor. I mean, he's one of the most, if not one, the most competitive uh, young man I've ever been around, and who really wants to win and. Um, you know, he 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 knows that uh, in his leadership role and as one of the best players on our team and in the district that uh, when you're down or when you're up, there's eyes on you. There's people looking at you and he's he's accepted that. And that's what's helped the entire team. That's what's blossomed across the entire team and uh, going from quarterback last year. And to the position we put him in this year at receiver, running back, he runs wildcat quarterback, he plays safety, he's on, on all of our special teams, he's a personal protector hmm. on our team. Doing those things with him just resonates to an entire team that every role matters, every every position matters, every phase of the game matters, and he's he's helped us a lot in that. Not besides the 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 big touchdown catches that he makes all the time, there's such a big picture behind uh, some of those things. The other thing, you know, it's, it's hard not to notice um, 
what the, the the growth that your defense has had this year. You know, last year, um, giving up about 32 points a game this year through seven games, uh, that's down to 12. Um, what's the difference on this defensive side, which, you know, I think has to be the real driving force behind this, this historic start? Well, I think, you know, a year, um, you know, installing a defense, that's, I mean, it in 6A high school football, there's, there's a lot that goes into it, and most mm-hmm. kids play – uh, don't play both sides of the ball, and um, there's just a lot of, of of install and information that they have to learn, and and then there's more than that. There's a trust factor. You know, I come in in March. Uh, you know, it, it it's hard to win over everybody, <laughs> and and then when with on top of that, you 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 come in with maybe 20 to 25 new coaches through the entire program. Um, it's it was it was a tough year, a tough transition. Don't let me don't let me get started on the construction that I need to put on top of that, and <laughs> just just everything just trickles down. It was really hard to get get it going, and throughout off season working seven on sevens that this team has never really been a part of. We did a lot of lineman challenges. We constantly competed, and um, we've got a lot of a lot of good players and that have sold in and bought into the positions that they're in. We we moved some running back safety uh we have some uh three sophomores who did not even play freshman football last year hmm. uh are starting for us on the defensive side of the ball um so you know great players make great plays and help with great coaching <laughs> that that certainly goes with it but uh you know, we have some some young talent that's that's bought into the program and has definitely helped us on the defense side of the ball. Marcus Gold and Wiley East joining us here. And, and Coach, you mentioned uh, that the, the biggest game is the next one. And, uh, you know, just the, the nature of this district uh, in, 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 you know, District 968 is that it's so tightly packed that there's no off weeks, including this week. You guys are traveling to Williams Stadium uh, to take on a, a North Garland team that is, in many ways, I mean, their playoffs start this week for them. Uh, and so there's there's a lot on the line in this one. And I'm not going to ask you to give away your game plan, uh, you know, here on the air. But when you take a look at what you're up against against the other Raiders in your district, uh, what do you see? Well, I see probably arguably the best offense in our district, the best quarterback uh, in our district. Um, you know, it, it is a very tight race. Um, they they beat a Lakeview, uh, who had only one loss. They uh, they challenged Garland all the way to the fourth quarter. Uh, lost by four points to them. Lost by four points to Wiley High. Um, you know, they're a team that could very well get into the playoffs also. They they were in the playoffs I believe the last two years. So it's it's a program where kids that have, have tasted winning, they know how to win. Um, it's gonna be a tough challenge for us. They've 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 gone the distance with every team they've they've played, whether it was a win or a loss. So um we're excited. You know, it's a, it's another challenge to get on the road, go to a different stadium. Um, but uh, I think uh I think you know, sometimes as somebody, you know, when we were five and zero a week, a couple, few weeks ago, I said sometimes it's harder to be uh, five and zero than it is to zero and five. You know, just mm-hmm. to carry it over to the next week and create incentives and things for your kids to keep them motivated week in and week out. And I think this is another thing that's going to keep us motivated because if we win this game, we clinch a playoff spot, mm-hmm. and that is, that is going to be, you know, that's the one of the biggest goals that our our team has right now. He's Marcus Golden. He's the head coach of the 7-0 Wiley East Raiders. Check out their action this Friday night up against North Garland. Coach, we sure appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the fantastic start, and best of luck this week. Hey, I really appreciate you having me. Thank you very much, Greg. There he is, Marcus Golden, head coach of the Wiley East Pirates.
joined us a little bit earlier. If you didn't know that was on tape, ha, ah, the miracle of editing. <laughs> anyway, we appreciate Marcus Golden. Exciting win for them. Big win for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, big game this week against God Power, God's Power Nwahi and, and North Garland. Um, this is a really fascinating district, but Wiley East is looking the part. It's a great win over Wiley on Friday night. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Pickle. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the leading publication for all things football in the state of Texas. And the Tax Act Texas Bowl are proud to recognize the most outstanding high school football player in the state each week with the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award. Each week, the Dave Campbell's Texas Football staff nominates 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. We then leave it up to you to vote at TexasFootball.com on who you think should be the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week. Voting closes each Friday at noon with the winner being announced right here on this program shortly thereafter. Your Week 8 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees. Another good bunch. Corpus Christi West Oso running back Elijah Huff carried the ball 36 times for 424 yards and six touchdowns rushing, and he had a receiving touchdown for West Bear. Plainview athlete Karomo Collins, Karomo Collins, 169 yards, three touchdowns rushing, nine catches, 255 yards, and three touchdowns receiving. My gosh. Sure, Karamo Collins. Mesquite Horn defensive back Demin Smith had nine tackles, three interceptions, and he returned one of those interceptions for a touchdown. If you have three interceptions, you're probably making the list. I'm just going to be honest. That seems fair. Crosby quarterback and kicker Cade Udy. He went 20, 20 of 25 for 418 yards and seven touchdowns passing. He ran for 35 yards, and he was seven for seven on PATs. DeSoto wide receiver Jonte Cook, 10 catches, 233 yards, and five touchdowns received. Did you see what they did last week to Mansfield Legacy? Yeah, it was, uh, it, that was bad. Sunray a quarterback Armando Luan, 435 yards, seven touchdowns passing, another 61 yards on the ground. Tyler Chapel Hill athlete Tyson Berry caught three passes for 90 yards and a touchdown. He carried the ball four times for 92 yards and three touchdowns on the ground, and he returned two kickoffs for touchdowns. I, I tweeted this yet last night, and I'll just say that this is the wait what stat line of the week. Ready? Mm-hmm. Bell's running back and defensive back Brock Park Brock Baker, ten carries, 275 yards. And four touchdowns rushing. He also had 14 tackles, a forced fumble, and an interception. Jeez. So he averaged 27 and a half yards a carry. My God. <laughs> El Paso America's quarterback Mark Moore went 11 of 14 for 171 yards and a touchdown passing. He ran for 212 and six on the ground. Golly, these kids. And finally, Temple linebacker Torian York. Mia Moore. 17 tackles, two tackles for loss, two rushing touchdowns, and a receiving touchdown. So those are your Week 8 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees. Vote now. Vote early. Vote often. Vote now at TexasFootball.com. They just keep getting crazier. I'm telling you, like, so Step, by the way, is the one who compiles these, and then, like, we kind of, he throws them out to the list, or to the to staff. It's like, hey, is there anybody you want to add? Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, each week, there's always, like, three 
of these that just make me go, how in the, what, what's going on? How is there even enough time in a high school football game for you to get that many We touches, need a complete you know? shutdown of high school football <laughs> until we figure out what's going on. on. <laughs> anyway. Pickle Dave Campbell's Texas Football is the official rankings provider of the Associated Press. We have been since 2019. That's uh, something we're very proud of around here. So these are, so when we say these are the Dave Campbell's Texas Football rankings, these are the official Texas high school football rankings of record across the state of Texas. We're ready to roll out the week nine Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press rankings starting in Class 6A. The top 10 in Class 6A, uh, yep. Same. One through ten. Entirely unchanged. Seems everyone good. was a winner. Everyone looked pretty darn good doing it. Um, everybody looked good. Westlake, their big win over Dripping Springs, keeps them at number two. I will tell you from just, here's a little bit of insight you only get from uh, from watching Texas football today. We toyed with bumping them back up to number one, but mm-hmm. at the same time, West, North Shore beat Westbrook by, 41, by 49, so it's kind of hard to do that. With a back Anyway, that, is, that remains very one and one A between North Shore and Westlake. The bottom half, there was a little bit of change here because of a few things. So Dripping Springs is lost. We dropped them only one spot because of a competitive loss to the number two team. They dropped to number 17. Prosper vaults up a couple spots from number 18 to number 16. A little bit of reshuffling. Vandegrift uh, beats Round Rock 30-22, to 22, and their reward is that they get light leapfrogged and then drop to number 18, but uh, still staying there at number 18. We kept Round Rock. We dropped Round Rock five spots from number nine, from 19 to number 24, uh, et cetera. Everything else largely chalky there in class 6a no dropouts 5a division one we go and i've got some exciting news folks <laughs> top five uh well uh, alito their win over Burleson centennial vaults him from number four Porth memorial still a top five team at number five frisco reedy up a spot to number seven lancaster up a spot to number eight amarillo tascos up a spot to number t- to number uh eight rather uh i should say despite being idle there are two teams that dropped out of here. Burleson Centennial, their loss to Alito, and Richmond Foster loses to Manville. That opened up two spots. One of those spots at number nine, the Midlothian Panthers, 7-0. and Despite being idle, they were on deck to get a spot. So if two teams lose in front of them, they move up. And into the rankings for the first time, folks. The people have been asking, let me tell you. <laughs> the Raiders of PSJA North are state-ranked number 10 after a drilling of McAllen Row. They are 7-0, and the top 10 PSJA North Raiders. To 5A Division Two, we go where there is a little bit more carnage. Um, uh, Fort Bend Marshall remains the same at number uh, at, at or rather uh, Argyle, Fort Bend Marshall, Liberty Hill remain the same. Uh, one I believe top five altogether was top uh, was unchanged. Uh, uh, Montgomery Lake Creek uh, flip flops with Midlothian Heritage. Uh, Midlothian Heritage gets a scare from NS. They drop one spot to number seven. Lake Creek up to number six. San Antonio Alamo Heights up a spot to number eight. South Oak Cliff up a spot despite being idle. Wichita Falls Rider uh, crashes out of the rankings and into their rank. Rankings: uh, Lucas Lovejoy back in the rankings at five and two. Uh, a narrow but good win over Crandall to be state ranked once again. To four A we go. Four A top seven unchanged. Stephenville and China Spring now on a collision course for a number one versus number two battle this week. Anna nice win over Kaufman to bounce them out of the rankings. That opens up a spot. Canyon up a spot to number eight. Kilgore up a spot to number nine. And back into the rankings, Chapel Hill a huge win, seventy nine forty five over Lindale. For a Division Two, we go where chalk. Everyone's a winner. Everyone stays the same. Good win for Belleville over Sealy, although they got a, they got a little bit of scare. That's two weeks in a row. Belleville has looked like mortal, which mm-hmm. is not like Belleville this year. Anyway, top ten unchanged. Carthage, Gilmore, Quero, still your top three. 
Three Division One. Hitchcock goes from unranked to number five. That's one of the most impressive wins in 3A this year. To go to Columbus and get that win, they vault from unranked to number five, making their debut in the rankings. Columbus drops from number two to number six, right behind them. Uh, Lano up a spot to number eight, or to number seven. Cameron Yo up a spot to number nine. Brock up a spot to, or I'm sorry, Cameron Yo up a spot to number eight. Eight, I should say. Brock up a spot to number nine. Two teams crash out. Breckenridge loses to Vernon, and Winsboro uh, drops a game this week. Uh, as a result, into the rankings again, setting up another top ten matchup. Number one versus number ten, Lorena, the defending 3A Division One state champs, back into the rankings. They will get number one Franklin this week. 3A Division Two, almost or no? In fact, I do think that's chalk. Chalk mm-hmm. one through ten. Everyone's the same. Gunner Holiday, Newton, Canadian Bell's your top five. 2A Division 1, chalk. Everyone was a winner. Everyone stays the same top five unchanged. Timpson, Hawley, Crawford, Shiner, Refurio, which means we got number four Shiner and number five Refurio this week. 2A Division 2, a little bit of change, but really just down at the bottom. Number 10, Bremont gets beat by Granger. Number 9, Granger, so they crash out. And into their ranks is, into their place is, uh, how about one of their own district bunkmates, Milano. State rank for the first time. Big win over Iola to move to 6-0 on the year. Congratulations to the Eagles, but they get their big tests coming up this week. They close out the season with Granger, Chilton, and Bremont. So uh, we'll find out real quick about Milano, but they are state ranked in week nine. Top five unchanged. Mart, Burton, Wellington, Wink, and Chilton. To the six-man ranks, it's a very pretty quiet week in the six-man ranks. A lot of open, a, a lot week. of open dates, but actually a fair amount of the ranked teams were in action. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, uh, entirely unchanged. Chalky in one A Division One. Everyone's same. Uh, stop top five rather remains the same. Abbott, Westbrook, May, Jonesboro, and Rankin. One A Division Two. There was one change here, as uh, a lot of idols, but uh, Silverton uh, drops there. Uh, drops another game. They drop out from number ten into their rank into their place. Bluffdale back ranked as uh, they were idle, but they were number 11, so they get a spot back there. Top five remains unchanged. Benjamin, Cherokee, Balmeray, Oglesby, and Richland Springs. To the private school ranks where there is a little bit of upheaval here. So in the 11-man ranks, top three remain the same, but number four Episcopal School of Dallas drops a game. They're out of the rankings. Argyle Liberty Christian moves up a spot to number four. And and into the rankings, Plano Preston won at six and one. Big win over Fort Worth Nolan to crack the top five. And in the private school six man ranks we had just a weird week i mentioned this in team of the week so both baytown christian and conroe covenant i believe had forfeitures they had games like that the, their their opponents told them they couldn't play and so we had number one versus number four just like decide to play and yes. baytown christian gets a 69 64 win over Conroe Covenant. As a result, we drop Conroe Covenant to number four. Everyone else moves up a spot. Pasadena First Baptist is your new number one. Lucas Christian is your new number two. And Baytown Christian, your new number three. Conroe Covenant slotting in right behind them. Fourth Covenant Classical, still the number five team. So a strange week in the six-man private school ranks. Anyway, but there you have it. Your Texas high school football rankings for week nine. You can find all the rankings at texasfootball.com slash rankings and file your complaints to Greg Tepper at fart.com. Yep. Now let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Um, so a programming note here. Yeah. This is DCTF editorial RGV week. So we will be yeah. leaving on Wednesday to go down to the RGV. We are all very excited. Now for a schedule of shows, every show will be the same except for Thursday. Thursday is the only difference here. We will be running WTF at noon 
instead mm-hmm. of TFT. That's the only change. So There's no it, TFT Thursday. No TFT on Thursday. And no TFT on Friday. No TFT on Friday. Yep. Okay, cool. Uh, I didn't know about that one. <laughs> uh, I, think our flight, I can look at our flight, but I'm fairly sure we don't get back in time. In time. Um, so Monday through Wednesday looks the exact same. ROF will yeah, be we at Yeah, we land at 12.02. Oh, okay. So... We will not be having a no show. No show Thursday or Friday. Um, so, yeah, but Thursday, you can tune in at noon like you normally would for TFT. We'll be running WTF. So if you've yes. never given Women Talking Football a chance, come back here at noon and you can listen and see if you like it. But that's the only difference. Monday yeah. through Wednesday, same. Yeah, so we'll still have Republic of Football on Wednesday. Um, well, TFT on Wednesday. TFT on Wednesday. Don't worry. Um, and, yeah, but we'll kind of cram everything in on, on Wednesday. So mm-hmm. um, make sure you tune in for that. Um, yeah, I guess that's right. We're going to the Valley. We're excited. Let's go. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to Marcus Gold of Wiley East for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow. And, by the way, you might want to tune in for the pre-show tomorrow. There's a tease. See you tomorrow on Texas Football today. Mm-hmm.